I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films and Architude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 488, Toy Story 4. Oh boy. Here's a place we never thought we'd be. I mean, what, 488? Well, that too, wow. but Toy Story 4. That the, was back in episode 100. Yeah. The last one ended. I mean, it ended. And it felt ended. Yeah. And it was perfect. That might be the best sequel ever made. Interesting. I mean, it was until Friday. <laughs> oh, I it's don't know. It's still a sequel. That. I think this one's better than three. I don't think this I one's do, better than I three. I do too. Oh, I, no, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I think three is better than this. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I liked this movie a lot. So, yes. like, I'm not like. This would have been a good three, and three would have been a good four. But, like, I like the, the finality of three. And I know this has its own finality that we'll get to. But, but, uh, and I'm not disappointed in this movie in any way. Yeah, sure. I just don't think it's as good as three. I would agree. I I think this movie's. I I think the whole story overall is so much more enjoyable and fun. I think the ending is better. I know that the ending of three was very emotional and caused you to you know freak out when you thought they're all going to oh die. Oh my god, they're going to kill them totally, all. <laughs> totally get it, but I think this is a much like where the characters end up and especially Woody's journey. I I just I love this movie and I think I mean it's definitely my favorite of, of all of them. This this feels like. We had a script left over, and not in a bad way. Like we had one more movie left. Let's just throw it out there. Where three was know. like, well, that that's not the case because uh, you know Rashida Jones and her writing, yeah, partner, which I didn't. That's pretty this awesome. Is the that movie she was, that she walked away from because she got she because she was like John Lasser's yeah. an issue, ah. and she wa- and they walked off the project, and everybody was like, well, that's a little huffy. And then uh, where's John Lasseter now? Oh, blue sky. And then like eight months or a year later, yeah. that all kind of blew up, and all, and suddenly it was like, oh, maybe she wasn't just being a problem. She, it's. I saw her name on the credits, and I was like, well, that's what an interesting name to see in the writing because yeah, that was the big deal. Was that Rashida Jones was writing Toy Story Four, you know, and she was working on it until all that happened, and and which tells me that like she, the, the crux of the story must have been theirs 
or they wouldn't still be on it. Oh, sure. You know, if they, that makes sense. Because, I mean, there's the original stories by them. So, obviously, right. after she left, they changed it and adapted things. But but they kept that framework, yeah. clearly. Because, I mean, you know, there was another Toy Story 3. Oh, really? That was going to go straight to video. Oh. And then they, uh, maybe it wasn't going to go straight to video, but there was another Toy Story. Well, Toy Story 2 was going to go straight to video. Yeah, and then they saw how good it was, and they decided not to. <laughs> good but, call. But it's to- almost became a straight yeah, to video crazy. franchise. But Toy Story 3, like, it was going to be a Disney feature animation. This is when Disney was thought gonna split. was going to split off, and Pixar oh. was going to do its own thing. And then when Disney bought Pixar and brought it all in-house, right. when John Lasseter took over, the first thing he did was like, he was like, don't even want to read it. It's it's dead. He just what the, the Toy, Toy Story, Story three script that they had started, mm. and he's like, "Don't care, don't want to see it. Throw it away." Mm. And we're and we will do a Toy Story three, but we are starting over with the Pixar people. Dude. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, yeah, oh got it, got Disney it. developed the script, right? It was oh, yeah. because when the Pixar split, if it had happened the way it was going to work, is that Disney retained the rights to all the characters. That they created because famously like cars would have been the last one right. in their agreement and they were like we can give you Toy Story 3 or cars and they we'll were like cars they were like we'll take cars because we already own the rights to all the Toy Story characters right so why get one more movie of Toy Story when we can get you to give us a whole world of cars world of new is toys. that who was Lasseter who was there then was that what's his I name think that was the waning days of Michael, Michael Eisner, Eisner? Yeah. yeah okay so anyway uh the four, fourth movie in the Toy Story trilogy. Here we are. Did we do shameless plugs? Oh, we didn't. Let's <laughs> go around the table. We can introduce ourselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts. Go there, rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. And of course, our Patreon account, patreon.com slash real spoilers. Five bucks a month, uh, bonus content, and you just might get to be a guest. So maybe. Maybe. Well, I said might. That's fair. Yeah, that yeah. means maybe. Does it? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> if you ask my if you ask yes, my if you literally. ask my if you ask my kids, no, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there, Toy Story four, go. So we kick back. When was the last one? What was Toy Story two thousand ten? So we go back about nine years. Yeah. Uh, which I think they're t- I, well, it's, it's nine. It would be nine years from twenty ten story. But Molly's age doesn't work. That's the part that's weird. That was weird. Well, like, she's just a little bit older than she was in Toy Story three. Is that? Oh, remember Toy Story three? There, Andy's in college and Molly can talk. And well, she, she, yeah, but like when they go back to when she's giving away Bo Peep, mm-hmm. Andy's not in college. Andy's like a kid. Their timeline's a little wonky because and that that opening scene, Andy is like still playing with Woody, and. Buzz as their regular toys, and then well, that this guy is nine can... years from three. It's nine years back from three. It's not nine years from now. You're thinking of now, but time. but Bo Peep is He's... in three, isn't she? No, that's the whole point. This explains oh, why Bo Peep isn't in three. So I haven't seen three in okay. years. That's okay. what's so great about this. Okay. Is in three, okay. everyone said, "Where's Bo Peep?" and and Woody has uh, Woody says, "You know, hey, we're all still here." And he goes, "Well, most of us." And then Rex mentions Bo Peep, and he gets really sad about it. And okay, like, what happened to Bo Peep? I love that. I mean, this movie starts showing you what. So happened. we're we're so, nine years prior to three. So three, yeah. God, that's why yeah. he's a kid okay. not in college. That makes more. So sense. this movie is actually taking place in like 2011. Yeah, exactly. yes. Okay, that makes more sense. Like. I Which was is like, why they got that weird janky GPS. Yes, instead Which of I, and not their smartphone. Phone, yeah, right, right, right. So that's what I was trying to figure. I just figured they did that as like a 
we're just going to animate this. It's, it, they've got an old crappy RV, and that's, sure, that's it wor- the system. Yeah, it, it would also work on that level. Yeah. It took me a little bit to realize, oh, it's like a Tom Tom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've got to use your own name. I get it. No, that's what they were called. <laughs> no, that's what they were called. <laughs> yeah. But first of all, let's talk about how jaw-droppingly gorgeous this it, movie is. This, this is next level. This opening scene in the rain with yeah. raindrops bouncing yeah. off Woody and the lighting and oh my God. And what they did with this one that I don't remember in three is they added a film grain to it where this movie looks very cinematic. Uh, so not only is it photorealistic, but three, it, there's three, a grain in it. Three definitely had like that that sheen to it. Three looked super, super polished, it high did. definition, beautiful. Yeah. This movie is still beautiful, and, but, but it's... The film grain, and it's all darker. You know, yeah. I was taking screen grabs and comparing them, and the first three are so bright. And I know usually we don't like things when they get dark or whatever. It looked yeah, it more was, like a movie. It was darker it... in palette, but it wasn't. It was never hard to see. No, exactly. Sure. The complaints right. about dark is like I can't see what's on the screen. <laughs> right, <laughs> like that's this looked darker, yeah. but but it really had a film look to it as opposed to a cartoon. The others are films; they're great films. But you know what I mean? There's right. a difference when you look at animation and you look at film. They usually there's usually a very clear difference. And this one at times. Boy, when you're talking about this house out in the rain, the yeah. neighborhood, that mountain with the when RV, he, that he's landscape. pushing the box like that, the way the box moves, yeah. like oh. even the look of the box, I was like, man, that's yeah. like that is impressive. This is next level. I mean, Pixar is known for their amazing animation, and it gets better and better. And even in their shorts, like Piper, and you see all that photorealistic yeah. stuff. Well, they've put it all to use here, yeah, and it's amazing. But God, I mean, the the feels right from the beginning. I mean, with this, with uh, they're trying to go rescue RV, and then at the same time, yeah, I gotta tell you. I thought we were losing RV. Right. Like, yeah. I thought that was how this was going to open. Is but, they Because like RV's like stuck in like a, in the a, mud, a, in the mud yeah. and they do the, the human chain. Uh, it is weird that the Slinky Dog's voice isn't there. Like it's as I mean, close as they're going to get it. But he wasn't there in three either, right? He was. Uh, yeah. He well, did, they he, used archive voice. In oh, did they? Yeah. I thought they had already recast it. Just like Potato Head's archive yeah. voice in this. For two lines. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Slinky only had <laughs> But a they made such a big deal about like, oh, we went through the archives and he's got... <laughs> Potato Head's got like two lines. I, I don't even. Yeah, exactly. It's. Just, I feel like Don Rickles would be like a Robin Williams, where there's like we have forty hours of Don Rickles just riffing. <laughs> oh well, I mean, you just if you go to Toy Story Mania, there's a big giant Potato Head that sits there and like insults you as you, you yeah. wait. Oh really? And it's on like a four hour loop. I before believe it. it repeats. Yeah. So I mean, there, that's funny. There's a whole host of. Of, Don Rickles stuff out yes, there. Yes, absolutely. And not to mention the stuff he recorded for Disney on Ice. Like, I mean, there's oh. lots of stuff. What are you looking at, you hockey puck? But this scene, I mean, they get you right in the feels from the beginning because yeah. not only do we find out how they lose Bo Peep, but you find out that Woody had the choice to go with her. Right. She says, you know, sometimes toys get lost. And when he sits there and looks and he decides that I can't do it and has to say goodbye to her. It's like, right. holy crap, opening scene. Like, this is like similar to how Up hits you in the beginning. Yeah. This movie oh, yeah. starts up and you're like, holy cow. Oh my God. Uh, they're going to kill that guy yeah. with cancer. Yeah. Oh my God, they did it. But this was, this was amazing. And yeah, it was we really, find really out really that's good. how Bo Peep, Molly didn't want her anymore. And some guy comes and picks her up, like probably on like a Facebook local ad or whatever. You know, right, he comes right. by and gets the toy and. Which I don't think was a thing in 2011, but, but you know what I, mean. I get it. Yeah, uh, yes. Craigslist though. Craig, Craigslist, yeah, that's like true. a local. Yeah. yeah, someone comes by and gets the stuff, and then that's it. And then we flash, we flash forward, and he's with you know everybody's with Bonnie, and it's funny. Some my oldest loves Gravity Falls. Oh yeah, and Smart. as as soon as the Triceratops talks, yeah. she goes, "Hey, it's Mabel." It is, and I was like, "It is Mabel. Good job." Um, so like, yeah, the the main t- you know we've got Jesse and Bullseye, and everybody's there. Uh, with the new, some of the new toys from sure. the end of three, mm-hmm. I, who's the mayor? The mayor was kind of one of my favorite parts. The mayor, like the mayor of the toys, like the the stuff, like Raggedy Ann doll. Is that Bonnie Hunt? 
Is that who that was? I thought she was very. I liked her a lot. Uh, just and she's like, I got you know, I, Woody. I don't have time for you right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they. So Woody basically has become um, the the penguin from the first one. Like up on the shelf collecting <laughs> dust, you know, like yeah. the, it's a girl. So she doesn't want to really want to play with the boy sheriff. So she takes Woody's badge off oh, of him and, that's put, and, tough. Pin, and I, pins it on Jesse. I love that. Oh, and the sheriff for his badge. <laughs> right, and right. And, and then throws him, Jesse, yeah. and throws him back and in I the love, closet. When you watch this movie a second time, I'll tell you what. So I saw this at the screening and then put about a week and a half between it and then saw it uh, a couple days ago with Katie. And this movie works so well the second time. I loved it the first time, but you see all the foreshadowing of mm-hmm. Sheriff Jesse and, and all these different things that were, that are going to pay off later. Bo Peep, you know, the decision to go, you know, whether there, all these things pay off and you notice it the second time. But I'll also tell you, because there were nine years between three and four and nobody asked for a four and everyone was worried it was just a cash grab. Right. You go in with reservations. Yeah. And, and in the box office being a little lower than expectations, I get it because I was there with reservations. I totally understand it. But once you watch it the first time and you're like, this was good, and then you can go the second time and just sit back and take it in. Yeah. It's more emotional, you know? My, I, I will say, I spent the f- watching it, I, I've only seen it once, but like kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Sure. Like, they're But they're not going to keep it. Exactly. Keep it up. Like, it's right. good, but they're going to... We're going to drop it at some they're point. They're going to screw it up here. It never yeah. does. Yeah. And so when you watch it the second time and you sit back and just let it happen, I mean, it's more emotional. Like, I teared up probably four or five times for the first time I kind of did at the end, but you know, but I had my guard up this time, you know, it's good and it hits you hard. Uh, and then plus you can dissect the hundreds of Easter eggs in this movie. Yeah. So I will say that, you know, if you have reservations, but you love the other ones, see this movie and then it might take you a second watching, but when you see it a second time, man, and that's why it solidified as my favorite because I've never laughed more at a toy story movie. It was very funny. It's the funniest it, it one. It's probably the funniest between Forky Ducky and Bunny, Duke Kaboom. Every new character is great. Yeah. The new characters are all, even Gabby. Gabby's really good in a different way. Who was way. Gabby? Gabby? Uh, Christina Hendricks. Oh, okay. That makes so, sense. So, and what they do with this one is they, this is Woody's movie. Oh, absolutely. All the movies are really Woody's movies, but this one, he takes the spotlight. And what I love. I don't know. The first one's kind of like a buddy cop movie. Like well, it's, right, it's, no, that's but what Woody, he's saying is that this is Woody's this, movie. Yeah, I, and I agree, all, this is the Woody one that's is a like, main character in all of them, and, and he is a focal point. But I mean, this one is really Woody's yeah, movie. Yeah. And the journey he's been on 24 years ago. Right. 1995. I cannot believe... It just the journey that Woody's been on for 24 years and to see what each of these movies is about something a little bit different. Yeah. And now this movie tackles toys what makes it you know the whole thing about toys coming to life when you're not looking well can anything be a toy right which they address with forky uh, yeah and then also does a toy have to just be can it only be around with humans does it have to have an owner or can a toy be something more and can a toy form its own family groups and, and what's and, going on in andy's mom's nightstand exactly. also there are some like toys there yeah. yeah yeah so i just i think this movie tackles so many really interesting issues that they've never really broached in the other films and and where Woody ends up in this one, I think, is so good. And I just think that overall, this movie between the look and the story and the humor, it hits everything. And yeah, I don't disagree. So so yeah, so that's uh, we jump forward and and Woody's with with Bonnie now and first the, day of kindergarten, first day of kindergarten, and she's freaking out. Um, and Woody's Woody is Adam, and he's like, I gotta go with her. Like, I have to be able to help her. And you know, the the mayor's like, Nope, like it's too dangerous. You're gonna bring the you're gonna, they're gonna see you. You're gonna get caught, and it's gonna be a big mess. And he was like, "I think I know what I'm doing," and it's just like we've all been there with that one boss, whom just you know the micromanager who doesn't listen. Just like, look, if you just let me handle this, I'll handle it. Like it'll be fine. 
So he ends up sneaking into Bonnie's backpack and goes to daycare with her. And uh, he kind of like it's nudge, so sad. Nudges the first her. day, yeah. she doesn't know anyone. You know, a little boy comes over. It isn't very. She's like nice hi. And, well, she, he's. I don't think he's not nice. He's just he's in his own. You know, he's like, doing his own. He's thing. doing his own thing. Right. Like, I don't think. But he's she's not, trying to be friendly, and he's not. You know, he seemed like know. kind of a little jerk. I don't. I, I didn't feel like that. I feel like he was just a. He's a kindergartner, and yeah. he's just grabbing the supplies. Like it. You know, it's his first day. His, too. Yeah, exactly. So he's just doing what he's doing, and then Woody kind of pushes her in the right direction. He kind of like kicks a jumps out of the backpack and kicks a thing of uh like crayons at her and you know jumps on her seat and like gives her a bunch of different little art supplies and she makes forky so woody comes home they come home together and he's like hey my bonnie made a new friend everybody's like oh that's great he's like no she made yeah, a new friend funny. and this just kills when forky, forky comes out is amazing forky Okay, Forky in the trailers <laughs> was like, what is this stupid character? Yeah, where are we going and with Forky this? Forky yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And this whole movie is about Forky. It, like, yeah, it's I just... have to believe that is Tony Hale. Like, Tony Hale is a comedic genius. Uh, and if you don't have his voice and what he's doing, basically, like you said, playing Buster Bluth throughout this entire thing. I mean, I I think he had, gives a great performance. I don't think he's responsible for what they did with the character. I mean, that's in the writing, but he's perfect for this yeah, role. Yeah. And and when he comes out and he's like, trash, yeah. they're like, you're a toy. Trash. He keeps jumping in the trash. And then the whole, you know, rest, not the whole rest, the like the next 10 minutes is clips of Woody having to chase down Forky from going to the trash at night while she's sleeping. Jumping in the trash. Woody throwing him back up on the bed. Like that was, that was fun. Yeah. And and everything about Forky and questioning why he's alive, and then it especially comes back and pays off at the very right, end right, of the right, mid credits. Right. But but you know this is the first time that they've even addressed this: what makes a toy and what makes them come alive. Not that we know how it's caused, but it's like, can anything be a toy? And it's like, if a kid makes you and you're a kid's toy and their names on the bottom like even though this is a spork right with some <laughs> with some pipe cleaner on it and some gl- popsicle sticks glued it's like it's a toy to it's bonnie toy. and it comes to i life. almost feel like they're like inspired in a way by lego movie kind of because lego movie was like well you can just buy the cheap legos and play however you want like that's okay too right and they built an entire movie around a generic character yeah right yeah. and elevated it and i just i kind of feel like i could see that is, for sure this is their version of that yeah you know and so it's a lot of fun and the forky character is random and dumb as it may appear to you when you're questioning why are they making this movie and why did they make a fork character the other thing that's great is that he's called forky and he's a spork yes because a kid made him he says he does he's like yeah but i'm a spork it's like, yeah, well, she called you Forky, yeah. so that's your name. I mean, they yeah. don't really address it that directly, but I just love that a lot of characters do say, call him a spork, but his name's Forky. And, right. and, 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 and But that's exactly what a little kid right? does. Yep. You You're know what Forky. I mean? yeah. She <laughs> yeah. doesn't know because she's a kid, and I think that's beautiful. Like the, the magic of that is a child makes things up and uses their imagination, and they're going to call a spork a fork. And, right. And it's fantastic. So the whole Forky thing... And his story and his importance. I mean, this whole movie is Woody trying to find his purpose because he has nothing else left. And he decides his purpose is to take care of Bonnie. And the way he's going to do that is by making sure she has the most important thing in her life right now, which is Forky. Forky. Yeah. And and he's constantly trying to uh, throw him up to the bed when he tries to jump in the trash. Uh, And eventually they go on this road trip and he jumps out the window (laughs) to escape. And Woody's like, how far away are we? Five miles? Okay, I can make it. And it's like he's willing to do risk everything because that's all he has and i think that's so 
amazing and um the the emotion that tom hanks puts behind this character oh, yeah i mean that he's been voicing for 24 years like you see some voice actors in these kids movies and it's just a voice right, right? But when you see what Tom Hanks does with Woody, it's something... Especially because like, he's not putting on a voice. He's doing the Tom Hanks voice. Like, it's yeah. a Tom it's, Hanks yeah. voice, which generally kind of irritates me. Like, <laughs> it, You know what I mean? Like, It's like if you expect a voice actor to do some voice work. Sure, you know? sure. But, but he's acting his but, ass off. Right. What you're getting from Tom Hanks isn't that he's going to put on a crazy character voice. It's that he's going to... He's an A-list, top-tier, two-time Oscar award-winning actor, right. and he's going to treat this role with every bit the amount of seriousness that he would. Anything know, else? Captain Phillips sure. or Forrest Gump it's or whatever. It's his choices. It's how yeah. he delivers the line, which you're not going to get with just a, a regular actor. You know. I also think on TV shows, they talk about how the longer they go on, the characters can become more like, like the, the actor because mm-hmm. the, they, they're writing for that voice. They can do that now. It's the fourth movie. The first movie, they didn't even know for sure who was going to play it, it right? Was, well, what, really? I mean, I don't think when they wrote that script, they knew it was going to oh, be Tom oh, Hanks. Oh, it was Bill Murray was Buzz Lightyear, I think. Like, he was who they wanted. He turned it down. Yeah. And then they got Tim Allen. Gotcha. But um, but but now they know they're writing for his voice, and I, I think yeah. those two things are really... And he, you're right. Off. You're right. He is acting his ass off. Like yeah. that's. I, I mean. I mean. Again, watching it the second time and seeing how he delivers those lines and the emotion. Now that I know what Woody is dealing with, right? You can hear it and feel it in his voice when he's talking and he's the urgency behind keeping Forky and everything. It's like God. It hits so much harder the second time once you know what's going to happen and you notice all those little nuances that they decide to do. It's just insane to when you say that it, it's like 24 years. I think, you know, obviously Woody was a blank slate. There was not, I mean, you knew what he looked like, yeah. right? And it was just a cowboy doll. Just a cowboy doll. He wasn't doll. a famous cowboy doll. He wasn't, didn't look like he didn't become a, anything. It yeah. just was a, yeah. Just, just nothing, nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Hanks, to his credit, who's, I feel like one of those, one of those dudes in Hollywood that almost never turns in a bad performance. Oh yeah, Tom Hanks is solid. I he, I, I mean, he's in some not great movies, but like sometimes he's, it's but couple he, maybe. But yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks is solid, is legit. And then he come, you know, and, but then you see him in interviews or you see him at like you know popping in on people's weddings on accident. It's just he seems like one of those like Keanu Reeves, yeah. Where you just want like I want to be friends with Tom. Yeah, he and Keanu <laughs> are on that same kind of level. Yeah, like just good nice dudes guy. in Hollywood, exactly. Um, so yeah, so I mean, just to skip ahead a little bit, I think you know they go on a road trip. I do, yeah. Just the, so Forky jumps out the window because he doesn't know any better. Woody's like, I got it, and jumps out the window. The line that I love from the mayor when Buzz jumps out the window, where she's like, "What is the Why is deal with everybody window? with you guys yeah. jumping out of windows?" And they're just like, eh, and "You know, so Jesse does. does it later too." Yeah, yeah, right. They don't right. mention it, but it's like she also jumps yeah, out that right. window, but nobody says it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, so and then as they're walking, like Woody ends up finding Forky in the trash can. Yeah. Uh, and they're walking back, and he was just like, "Look, how does that trash?" And he, it's interesting. It's like a, it's like a dad talking to a child, where he's just like, "How does that make you feel?" Like, you know, it's 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 finding that way, that perfect way to explain a math problem to your kid that your kid understands. Like, you got to find it on their wavelength, and he, then once it clicks, they're just like, "Oh, of course." And the way it clicks for Forky is, Forky is convinced he's trash, and so Tom Hanks ends up basically convincing forky that trash is a good thing and that they're all trash because tra- forky's like so you're trash and he's like uh yes, yes. we're bonnie's trash yes, yes, and, yes, you know, right and so he, he it's a way that forky understands but and ultimately it, they are exactly well, yeah it's a double it's a double I, you know entendre i mean how many toys do you have from when you were a kid 
Uh, how many? Well, none. How many? Yeah. Have, how many have I rebought? Right. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but the ones you had from when they're you were gone. a kid, they're, they're gone. They are trash. Now. Yeah. That. Who knows where they are? Yeah. Gone. That's where they are. So it's it's a great talk, and also Forky kind of acts as Woody's therapist too, because kind of you know as it goes on, and they do a time lapse, and he's like, and I had this kid Andy, and he you know, and then he went to college, and I went to Bonnie. He's and like, I love you had he's, two kids. Yeah, he's explaining this whole world, and so Forky has only been around for a couple days now, but. I've known him my entire life. Yeah. Well, it's only two days, but (laughs) he's filled in through their conversation. So that's a really smart way that they get Forky up to speed to understand the world and everything. Um, That the the scene with them walking down, and that's this other uh, talking about the animation is like the the concrete road. Oh yeah. And uh, like at night with the with the yeah, like the shine off the off the street. But I like where like Forky's trying to keep up, and obviously he's a spork. Yeah. So he's got like waddly. He's like you know he's like, will you carry me? No. Will you carry me? No. But by the time that there you get to flash forward, he's on his shoulder. You know, so it's just like you can see that that relationship has progressed. Forky's amazing. He goes, wait, he thought he was a real spaceman. He's like, I know, it was insane. Yeah, they're having that moment where it starts off irritated, and by the time they get caught up, right? He's like, that's what I said. Exactly, exactly. So funny, and so you filled in Forky on now twenty four years of history that we know about right and he's up to speed and so yeah it's a great moment um but they eventually catch up to this town and it's like a small little you know i don't want to say dirt ball but it's just like a no, small like old small town, little town old, yeah a little town with and, a carnival going on yeah and, and they're gonna head to the rv but woody catches the light of bo peep's lamp right bo peep's lamp that we saw in the beginning of the movie and it's interesting that they do this because they almost make woody the villain without like on not on purpose right so like Forky is trying to say like Bonnie's right there, right across the street, and Woody's like, uh, yeah, we'll get. Well, did we you got, catch we the time. similarity between this and X Men Apocalypse? Because, no. Well, with them making Woody the villain, like you said, what was interesting oh. is you've got Woody doing this, and he, in his mind, he's doing the right thing, right? But he's not thinking of the other toys, right? Which right, is right, what right. Xavier struggles with. Well, I feel like he's not thinking about Bonnie, which is his, which has been his main motivation this entire time. Yeah, but no toy left it. behind, right? And he's leaving toys behind. You know, exactly. Oh, he, sure, sure. He sure. thinks he's doing the right thing because he is focused on Bonnie. Xavier doesn't want to take over the world. He thinks he's doing the good thing too, but he's not thinking of the X Men. Right. So it's just interesting as bad poor as that movie did <laughs> i mentioned on the podcast i think it tackles some very interesting issues and that's a very valid one and so i thought it was interesting that these two movies that are now both owned by disney this but, is what happens when it's done the right way right that, but yeah. it's a better take exactly right. but so it's an antique shop yeah and you may as well call this an easter egg shop because this shop it's all over the place is packed uh there's a reference to every pixar movie ever made which is what they've always done right not not, uh, no, not no not on this level. They usually throw some in. Okay. This movie has everyone. They made sure to put in every movie a reference, you know, and it's amazing. There's even some little Disney references in hmm. there, which is interesting. Um, but but this antique store is just <laughs> jam packed, and it's gorgeous too because again, you get the photorealism. So these are objects, uh, like plates the, and yeah. panes of glass. And did you catch and... the Tom Hanks Easter egg? No. Woody steps on a typewriter to climb up on a shelf. That's a clear Tom Hanks Easter egg. To what? Woody steps on a typewriter. Tom Hanks collects typewriters. I did not. I, I didn't know that. Tom Hanks collects vintage typewriters. Is that right? So Woody uh, goes and he climbs good. up on a typewriter. Like clear, that was not a mistake. So you get all these objects that we're not used to dealing with in the toy world. You know, this is the human world, and it looks so photorealistic. Um, the director Josh Cooley, who this is his directorial debut. Well, he was a Pixar storyboard kid, if artist. Gonna, if you're going to do it, you better knock it out of the park, and he did. Yeah, I mean, he good was working on storyboards for a long time. Uh, he wrote. Uh, on Inside Out with Pete Docter and, and the other writer I can't remember. Um, so he's been around Pixar for a while, but they gave him this movie to direct, and, and you're right. I mean, this is a grand slam. Yeah. 
and he kills it. But they he he makes some very he he pays service fan service and tribute without being distracting. But I feel it's like really an, fun. Anti- an antique shop would be the place to do that. Yeah, exactly. That but that's sense. what I mean. It yeah. actually makes sense because you've got old collectibles, right? But they just happen to be Dinoco signs. And um, I did like the good, so, the good Dinoco. Yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like, so I showed Bella the Bella's the oldest, the uh, Duke Kaboom and the Incredibles too. Yeah. And she, like the look on her, f- you know, like she's eight. Easter eggs aren't really a thing yet. Right. The look on her face when she realized that Duke Kaboom was in Jack Jack's like crib. She was like, wait. Yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> what? And I was like, there he is right there. Duke Kaboom. And she was like, this is insane. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. Just wait, man. We got, got a whole yeah, world to open up. All for kinds you. of Easter eggs waiting just for you. Yeah. But yeah. So that's they, they go into the shop. And we're introduced to the uh, the dummies, which again, older kid was like, "Don't like it. Katie Don't like it at all." <laughs> Every, they're, for being a kids movie, they're, there are a lot of jump scares in this movie. They are very creepy, and it's mostly all dummies jumping yeah. out of nowhere. They're like the the traditional um, ventriloquist Ventri- dummies. Yeah. Uh, and we're introduced to Gabby, Gabby, and it's interesting that they do a flip with her too. Well, that's the thing I like with this movie. So, Toy Story, is there's always much a villain. No, well, but it's always a villain that you don't. You don't I wouldn't say coming. don't expect, but they always do a head fake with you. But with this one, it's not the good guy turned bad. It's really just a good guy that is good and doing it for their own reasons. But you know, what I mean, she's not a true villain. She's a villain. I think the head to, fake. She's a that, villain to a point. I think the head fake is that she ends up not being a villain. That's what. I, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so, it the, it you, the, so you think she's because we've seen. Uh, the prospector, prospector be bad. Stinky yeah. Pete. We've seen Lotso be bad. Yeah, and Stinky so you're Pete, like, oh well, this is the villain that she seems so sweet and nice because she's this nice little doll. Right, and she, I love it when she's like, she talks to her dummies and she's like, get them, please. Like yeah. she's always friendly. <laughs> right, but we find out that her motivation isn't out of evil. Like what she wants to do is she wants to get Woody to sit down long enough to talk to her and she wants to kind of negotiate or or she wants his voice box. Right. Yeah. So, the, so the deal is that she's a Gabby Gabby doll, which is like an old doll from the 50s. Or I the think 40s. it's based on Chatty Cathy. That's what I think. I yeah. thought as well. Um, but her voice box was damaged, so she couldn't. She was she was defective. Yeah. So talking no, doll, they can't no talk. kid wanted her. So her. She realizes that uh, Woody's voice box still works and is they're perfect. Like, they're, it, it appears that they're made by the same company. Correct. So they so, use the same voice box. And it should work. And they're like little tiny records. Right. Which is what they really... Yeah. Is that right? They were that's, back then? Yeah, there's a, a monkey's hand doll yeah. that's like that where they would play like little snippets of songs and oh. dialogue. And if you open it up, because I've seen people open them up to fix them. I was like, crazy bastards? What are you doing? Yeah, and it's and it's it's a little tiny record. Yeah. Because you pull the string and it spins it. And oh, it okay, moves okay. Well. It's, it's not yeah. like Teddy Ruxpin where it's a cassette player in his back. It is not. Right. <laughs> not but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it sounds like such a weird way to do it. Sure. But yeah, they're little tiny record players. Okay. So she realizes that his works. And the goal for her is there's this, the, the grandmother that runs this antique shop has a granddaughter. And she just wants to be a toy. She wants to be a toy for this girl. she's never gotten to be one. Exactly. So, so it's like her motive, her motivations are so heartbreaking and so valid. And she never, even though she's doing it kind of by force, she's sending the dummies out to get him. She's never like, we're going to kill this toy and tear him in half and steal his voice box. Right. Well, she wants to, there is the, like, they do kind of kidnap him and start pulling his voice box out. Well, I, I don't, that's not necessarily true. Like 
they're they're like examining it like what i think from watching it twice now is that she wants to get woody to sit down long enough to tell him that sad story and convince him that he should donate his voice box but the whole time it looks like she's trying to buy force but again i don't think she was ever going to cut him in half and steal the ri- she she's she wants to you know she wants to convince him she wants yeah. to you know and so the the doll for good reason she she really has never experienced that and another scene that just absolutely kills is when she eventually tells him the story and is like what is it like i would love to have just one moment it's where a, I, it's, a, it's, like, it's a oh weird it's a weird moment where that story you know you, you get that story from sticky pete and then the story turns mm. and that's where i thought we were going right. it's like yeah. she was using that story as but like that bait but, but it's not but that's the thing that story can lead to anger yeah or it can lead to sadness right you right. know and, and we've seen them both led, yeah for him it led to anger right and you know and bitterness right and hers it was just like this i just want to be a toy sense of yearning right yeah and and so anyway that's jumping ahead a little bit but i i do really love what they did with gabby gabby it was it came out of left field you didn't expect it they didn't do what they did with the past two villains and it's really she's not really a villain but you think she is right it's, right. it's really cool how they she's a very deep character yes yeah which is i mean hard to do in an animated movie yeah and they are able I mean, to Pix, you know, if anyone can do it, do it, it repeatedly yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah 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 so so, so we, forky gets kidnapped by right. her because they're trying to get woody again track they're trying to get him to well, wait stay. how did how do we get to bo peep is that after well, he gets kidnapped? He has to get kidnapped first, okay, and okay, then okay. he goes and finds. Yeah, he stumbles upon Bo Peep. Right, but he's running away as they're trying to track them down, and the dummies get a hold of Forky. Woody escapes, but now they have him, and and uh, and he ends Woody up. Woody has to go back in. Yeah, but right. but he ends up wandering to the carnival, and that's where you know kids are. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, doesn't the little girl take Woody? She finds Woody when he's escaping from oh, the dolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's she like, takes Woody with her. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, whatever. The, doll, the toys don't sell. Right. And so she takes <laughs> him over to the carnival, and as she's walking away, you see the dummy like holding Forky in this very ominous yes, thing. And you're like, right. oh, my God, because at this point, we don't know Gabby's intentions. We right. You know, um, so he wanders over there, and, and he's, you know, it's, it's a great scene because you see kids get off a bus, and, you know, he escapes out of the swing, but then these kids come, and, and oh, they're man. all running to the sand pit. Combat, and all the, combat Carl. Uh, Carl Weathers. Is that who that was? Yeah. That's fantastic. And Tom Hanks voiced him because like when he's doing the recording, Tom H- they're like to Tom Hanks, they say, oh, he's like a G.I. Joe character, but we can't call him G.I. Joe. And he says, we'll call him Combat Carl. After Carl Weathers. Yeah. That's, well, I don't know about after, but he does voice him. That's I don't know where that came in. But they but, all, you know, they all give little high fives and there's like Arctic Car- yeah. Combat Carl who doesn't get a yeah. high five, which but, I thought was great. But when all these kids come in off the bus. <laughs> it's such a great little moment <laughs> where he, just he doesn't there. see him and he leaves him hanging. <laughs> he's so sad. Yeah. Right. It's don't worry. He gets his. Yeah. But, but so Woody is picked up by these kids that are coming off the bus and they're trying to, he's trying to escape all these different kids that are coming to play with the toys that exist already. And then one kid picks up Woody and then also that kid already has the Bo Peep. This is like what we've been waiting for for years. And you know, Woody hasn't seen her in nine years, but I like that they make you wait because they're still in their toy they're frozen they're in not, toy so right you now. see them play together and you almost think you can see them like come alive and woody be like ah oh, but you don't yet until, until the they're put down off, right. and then woody gets up like excitedly and she takes her hook and and like puts him down because the kids are still running they past pull, them yeah they pull so, like did, wait did you just say pull Bo Peep's a hooker. <laughs> well, she is. She a, uses a hook. I mean, yeah. If that technically is what they call, right? Yeah. But so you know, and they get their moment of excitement and everything, and it's it's neat because it's it's a reunion for Woody, but it's also for the fans who haven't seen them together since 1999. Think right. about that. The other movie was nine years ago. She wasn't in it. Right. 
1999 is the last time we saw Bo Peep. Right. And again, with the what I like about this movie too is Toy Story 3 stepped up the animation to this semi-photorealistic animation. Like it was beautiful. But the one thing that hasn't changed is the character models. Oh, like, sure. If you sure. look at Toy Story I, 1. I wish when they had done the flashback, they had done the it old. in the animation style. <laughs> yeah. That would have been kind of. Like 2001, 2001. Yeah. That's true because they did go back to nine years from three you're right so but but the thing is if you look at i went back and i took screenshots from all four movies and i compared them on twitter so if you go to my my twitter feed i have a hashtag for toy story 4 and then i show every main character throughout all the movies and the lighting changes the textures surely are upgraded um but the biggest difference is the humans i mean oh yeah in the first movie you don't see the humans at all yeah you you barely see them but you you do and they look like aliens yeah i mean the humans are horrendous in the first (laughs) movie and by the time that's why they made a movie about toys (laughs) and they couldn't do humans and by the time you get to three and you see andy and his mom and everything it's like full they are still cartoonish but they have those human qualities where they nail it and in this movie it's even better yeah but but when you look at the toys they even though the graphics got better and the animation got so much better, they never lost what made Toy Story right. so special. Woody and all the other characters, their character design looks so similar. Well, also, Woody, we know that Woody got fixed, right? Like he yeah. got he got fixed up in, in two. two. Sure. So like even his little bald spots gone, or the the painted over foot, oh, sure. which now says Bonnie is yeah. still there. You Man, know, I want to go to Al's toy barn. I know. Fix my bald fix spots. Your <laughs> but anyway, I just I love that that is the the animation got better. They didn't go, oh, now this is the new character model. I mean, animation does this all the time. Whether it's the Simpsons on TV, you sure. know, changing the character models, or How to Train Your Dragon, and the characters look like Hiccup looks a little different. He's similar, He's got a beard but, and stuff, but, but no. But I mean, you know the the design is the same, but they sometimes make tweaks where you're like, oh, that character looks different than they did before. Like they just, they go and change some models. I'm not saying in how to train dragon specifically, but it happens with this movie. All the toys still look kind of plasticky, the toy like. Yeah. Um, whereas the humans and the uh, environment look photorealistic, sure. so, but it blends in well. It's not a case like good dinosaur where the right. trees look photorealistic and amazing. <laughs> and there's cartoons running right. around that was, did not blend, but this does, however they do it it's masterful um but anyway so everything looks great in this movie um and so i just i looking at it it's like astonishing when right. you when you see how good this it's mesmerizing the animation so anyway back to bo peep and them so they have this moment and it's fan service it's for us and for woody and it's a very nice moment right so they woody kind of says like look i gotta go back into the the, the antique shop like sporky's there and even bo peep is kind of like wow who gives a crap about that kid like, well, let's just be lost toys, and you can do whatever you want. You can live this life, and Woody's just like, I can't, I, I can't do that. Like, I can't just leave Bonnie on her own. Like, she's got kindergarten coming up, and you could tell the look on Bo, Peep, Bo Peep's face where she's like, oh, you loser. Like, oh, I, I mean, think it's that I bad. do, though, like, where she's just like, why are you, you're just going to get tossed out anyway. Like, Bo Peep definitely has an edge to her that she didn't have before because she's been on her own for nine years, right? For, you know, 10, whatever. Yeah. She's been, she's been sitting on the antique store shelf for seven years and she's right. been on her own for two years. And she took off. Right. So finally, but she knows that antique store and she knows Gabby Gabby. Right. And that's as soon as he says it, she's like that place. What were you doing in there? And so she knows the place and Woody's like, well, you got to help me because you're the only one that knows it. Right. So she, they, she did, she says fine. And she's like, and I like the line with Woody goes like, why are we riding around in a skunk? Yeah. And of course, as it's riding through the car, yeah, like, people are, like the parting of the out. Red Sea. She's like, this is why. But we meet, we meet, uh, what is the Polly Pocket? Mick Giggles? It's, yeah. You didn't tell me he was a police officer. Yeah. Like, she, so funny. So 
it's, it's basically a Polly Pocket. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's a she's a security guard or something. Maybe she's a police officer. But as soon as she giggle finds, McDimples, giggle McDimples. Okay. <laughs> Who's fantastic, and then she, as soon as she finds out that Woody's a sheriff, she puts she turns her head, and then she has sunglasses on. It's like the, it's good cop bad cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's so well, funny. and they can bond as being police officers. Correct. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. So yeah, so they she they, they take off, and then they they get back into. Oh, and then I, I, I loved the grape soda bottle cap from Up. Is that what that was? So the sheep, the uh, Billy Goat and Gruff. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when he gets the names like wrong. Sarah and the second Diane time, and whatever. Yeah, the <laughs> second time I saw it, I realized in the beginning she says the goat's name. Right, yeah, she right. does. She actually, yeah. and then and then he gets them all wrong. <laughs> but they're bringing him a band aid and a straw, and he tries to put them together. You see, just in the background, this is all happening, and it's, right. And you're like, what am I gonna do with this? And then they bring to to Bo Peep the grape soda bottle, and she was like, right, get out of here. And she goes, ah, oh, I don't want that. Yeah, but I can't, I can't nice little that. moment there. Um, so they get back into the the antique shop, and Bo Peep is kind of like, look. We have to follow these directions. If we don't follow these rules, they show you the cat who has already torn a toy in half. And I, th- at this point, they've already got the two. F- uh, do they have the two? Well, so going into the on the roof of the antique shop. Meanwhile, Buzz uh, Buzz is like, we got to help. We gotta Buzz go. Lightyear jumps out like instead of the RV, and then uh, there's this whole thing that we didn't mention where Woody talks about like doing the right thing, and, and it's his inner voice. And Buzz said, "Well, whose voice do you think that is?" And he says, well, "It's your mm-hmm. voice." And so Buzz starts pressing buttons, and throughout the entire movie, <laughs> everything he does is based on his like you know Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, like right. this little thing. And they they're actually guiding him, or so he thinks. His and so voice. they tell him to go to the carnival and then they tell him to do the slingshot maneuver right which ends up bouncing him off a bunch of canopies and then he lands like this perfect superhero landing in front of a, <laughs> a urinal or a, a, a porta potty and, and then this smashed. guy slams open the door yeah. and it's it's the carney and right. he picks him up and straps him to the wall of this water gun prize game and there to, to his top it's right hang peel bunny yeah bunny and ducky who are yeah. absolutely hilarious amazing every time they're on screen every line they deliver is laugh out loud funny yes. i mean these two I wonder if they were just like, we got this. We'll write, I mean, we'll write our own they're stuff. They're doing characters from their skits. Like, yes. You can clearly tell. I mean, it's such an organic relationship because they've been doing it for so many years. And they're so great playing off one another. Well, but, and Disney's got a long history of bringing in comics or teams. Sure. And being like, just do that. Just do yeah. that. But as a character. Yeah. It's weird to see in all the promo images that they're separated. I like that because it was a surprise. It was, when they and were then they're stuck together, and it, and it becomes <laughs> plot points. I mean, it they does, use yeah. them being together. Uh, so he finds them anyway, and Buzz Lightyear ends up escaping and gets. He them basically pulled. says he's like, "Look, you get me out of here, I'll give you a kid," and they're just like really but the whole thing is every toy they run into you've got a kid you've right. got a kid because all these toys are 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 kidless and so yeah they they realize he has a kid and so they're following him around he, they, they they've not so much he hasn't promised them anything but they like they impose themselves yes. on him that you've got a kid and you've knocked us down we've been waiting for a kid for years and now we're not even on the prize wall so they follow him around to the to the roof of the antique shop and then Buzz Lightyear comes and Bunny and Ducky come and tackle him. Yeah, it was well, very... I, I love the irony of the fact that like they're they're never going to get a kid cuz Not... they're a grand prize and those <laughs> games are rigged. <laughs> Correct. So you don't win. you can never win. You almost, nobody wins the grand prize. No, you never nobody win. wins the, the giant no, stuff nobody, animal. Yeah, yeah, you get like the little one under. You get the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. That's what's so great is like this movie tackles little things like that that you most people might not think of, but that's why they've been on the prize shelf. Like no one wins those prizes and they certainly don't win the big ones. Right. And so that's why they're there to always be stuck up on that wall and that's right. why the guy likes putting a Buzz Lightyear up there because he knows no one's going to win that, but right. they'll play his game to try to get a Buzz right. Lightyear. Sure. 
Sure, sure. It's funny that Buzz Lightyear has the same appeal that it had in 1995. Well, now it. Well, now, now he's like a vintage now he's toy. A, yeah, now yeah, he's right. really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they get back in, and now, at this point, it's Buzz. But it uh, does have. Look at Pokemon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? yeah right now, definitely. it's a different reason. It's like now he's popular he's because a, you can't find him. Right. Right. Yeah. So you've got your mate, your characters, and uh, they go back in, and Bo Peep kind of says, "Look, you have to follow my lead. If you don't do this, we're we're gonna die." And Woody, of course, is just so stressed out Gung-ho. trying to get I do, Forky. But I do like where so they the cat kind of walks away, and you see like half of a of a stuffed animal, and then Ducky and Bunny are just like, "Is that what, is we, that look what we look like? like on the inside?" On the inside, and he was just like, "Yeah, there's just more of yeah. it." And Every line like, oh that comes God. out of their mouth. Their plans, I mean, those had me in hysterics. Those, <laughs> those three, were very funny. Plush rush. Yeah, just it's the same thing over and over. Yeah. But I do like the finally the line where I guess it was was it Rex where he's just like, do you, do you guys actually have lasers in your eyes? Yeah. Like, oh no, that was Duke Kaboom. At the Is end, that who it was? But, uh, great line. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. Yeah, that was the after the mid credits okay. Duke Kaboom. But yeah. But so anyway, they're trying to get to Forky, who's in a cabinet that's locked by a key. Right. And so Woody then before he knows that tries to jump up and, and get in there but he can't open it up and they've got like little turrets which are basically the dummies that are surrounded on each on, side yeah. of the yeah the cabinet right surrounded so he runs off and then and then uh the dummies end up coming out and trying to grab him and the sheep end up biting right. a dummy but then a dummy walks off with the sheep <laughs> yeah. still attached and so bo peeps mad because he didn't listen to her now her her sheep are, are stolen gone. yeah um and so there she's like i you do what i say I know someone that can get us over to that cabinet. Right. You know, it's, it's a big jump. There's only one toy that can do it. One toy. And then so they he, go to like a, like a, like an underground toy club. Yeah. And it's, it's great. It's, so in they, the, it's like a, they're inside of like a slot machine. Yeah. Type basically. Of thing. And she puts a combination in like, like, which is great because this is like how people get into machines. It's like a programmer's right. code yeah. and she pops the thing open and there's like a doorman and, and all the toys that are in this, there's, there's an Oakland A's bobblehead. I don't follow them, so I don't know, but it's a real player for the Oakland A's. Yeah. There's that water bird thing that no one knows what it's called. Oh, the thing that you put on you your just, office desk that bobs yeah, forward. Yeah. There's the tin soldier from Pixar's original short yes. that oh. was the base which was the concept for Toy Story. Oh really? That tin soldier is yeah, a short film that inspired Toy Story. Huh. Okay. So he's in there. Um but eventually she's like the toy for the, the she asks, Hey, do you know where Duke is? And this toy's like, Hey, yeah, he's yeah, in the he's back. back there. And then he gets this entrance. Yeah. And he's probably seen it in the trailers, but where you see, you see like the shiny chrome muffler. Yeah. And you see his him with his handlebar mustache. mustache. And he's he the greatest in. he's the greatest Canadian Canada's stuff, man. greatest stuff, man. And his backstory kills with <laughs> <Yeah>. Rajan. <laughs> yeah. Rajan. And he's just like Nobody, of course, we don't <laughs> go the entire way. Like he's so he, you know he's they basically flash back to him and because it's he's you know, an evil Knievel. He's he's he's, can, he's Canadian, right? And, you know Montreal is French. Yeah, I had this toy. Yeah, for sure. Did yeah. you? Oh yeah. 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 I mean the evil Knievel yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. So so he gives this whole backstory about how they see his old timey commercial, right? And and you see a toy up on wires making jumps because <laughs> it's like those fake old cheesy right. commercials. And then Rajan, his kid, got him for Christmas or for Boxing Day. Boxing yeah. It was the day. best Boxing Day, <laughs> the best Boxing Day present a kid could get. And Rajan sets him up, and he's like, he winds up his back wheel, and then he gets clicked into like a little, almost like a like dynamite a, like plunger. A yeah. And then you press it down, and you see him just like hardly go across the ground and just like, fall on the ramp. That's very true to life. Yeah, right? Cause <laughs> oh, the evil could evil one, it was a crank. Right. Okay, and you right. we would like lock him into place and you would crank it almost like a jack in the box and they would build up tension and then and then it yeah. would take off. And, and you know, in the in the seventies they finally passed laws 
that the TV commercials couldn't show the toys doing things they, they couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do. do. And that's <laughs> what was great. This was yeah. up on strings. Like, it couldn't do what they... Yeah, because right. you... you, I mean, Capes kid, flying in the air. You would see commercials all the time with the... To- you know, if it's a character that would fly, that they would show them, like, flying. And it's like, but you couldn't... And throw that. it. Well, now, yeah. and now toy commercials have disclaimers like they're a medicine ad. Yeah, you know the guy talks really quick. And they're like, oh no, the play doing not included. <laughs> yeah. so, like, so, but anyway, so he shows that, and then yeah, he breaks down and says, "Why, Rashawn? Of course, I couldn't do it." You no. know, and he's having. Of his course, whole, we should say yeah. this is Keanu Reeves. Oh well, if you didn't know, yeah, but yes, like this yeah. is you know Keanu Reeves doing an amazing job yes. with this character. But it, but then uh, Bo says that he has to help them because he's the only one that can make that jump. And I love it when when Duke's like, "Nope, uh, uh-uh, uh, no," and he just <laughs> yeah. he's saying no in all these different ways and turning around. And also, he constantly breaks into uh, position like it's what do you poses uh, poses? Yeah, he's a toy. He's a, a stunt dude, toy, and so. he's just like, "What is he doing?" He's like, "Let him go." Let he's him. posing. Yeah, he's posing. But but she says. Any Duke Kaboom toy can jump, but you're the only one that can crash. Yeah, like and he was that. Just like, you're right. I can. I can crash. Yes, I can. Yeah. Yeah. So many great lines, <laughs> such a great delivery. Again, every new character in this movie is instantly amazing. Like, yeah. Like, makes you want to go out and get the action figure or get the Funko Pop. Like, I don't have any Toy Story Funko Pops. I don't have Woody and Buzz and the characters we love, but I want a Forky and a Duke Kaboom. Like, right. you know, and it just, they're so awesome. They make you want to these new characters even though you're like yeah, i've got 50 of these over here that i love for 24 years I, now i want the new ones i know this we can't really we're, this work we're, the, we're but, a non-visual but, podcast yeah <laughs> but here's the commercial oh my gosh it's the same yeah come on nobody tom's, pops a wheel oh, yeah. it gets worse <laughs> tom's showing a commercial of this evil knievel toy that's just like the duke kaboom they definitely modeled it after this and type. like look at the all the because just it jumps oh my and, 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 and lands and it does like flips and lands and <laughs> right. then takes off i mean it's just yeah. it's complete bullshit yeah i love that <laughs> complete yeah. bullshit that's right yeah. so, so so yeah so they talk agrees. him into it and they, they've got it all ready to go the uh ducky and bunny meanwhile they they have to get the key to the cabin <laughs> right. so they keep flashing back where oh yeah bo goes with woody to get to kaboom meanwhile right. Ducky and Bunny are and trying Buzz. to get the key. And Buzz yeah. is like, how are we going to get that key? And they give him three scenarios. Plush rush. Well, that's the third one and the best one. But the the first, and the and second one, again, you notice the second time, Winter Winter Chicken Dinner pays right. off later too. Yes. So the first one, she walks by, and I love that it's like this old-timey jazz music. That she's <laughs> and Every scenario starts off the exact same. And she's walking by, and she looks, oh, look at those toys. And they jump out and grab her. <laughs> right. And then, right on her face. Yeah. <laughs> and make her like crash into things. And the second one is basically the, the Buzz like we can't do that and they're like okay and they set up the next one and it's and kind it's of the basically, same basically yeah. all it is is a baseball rolls by them right. and she sees them and they jump on her face <laughs> right. and and the third one is plush rush yes ironically it's yes. hilarious because you think they're going to do the same thing she walks by dusts some things then she goes to the cash register takes it out <laughs> she turns off the lights she drives home she goes into her fridge makes dinner she takes a bubble bath with a glass of wine next to her she goes to bed. She wakes up the next day, and the two of them are standing over the bed, <laughs> and they cut to the house in a scream. Like, yeah. that, they, that's pretty good. It pays off so well yeah. because you have no idea where they're going with it. But I love that that's plush rush. And then the, the, the way they do get them is she just kind of puts the keys down in front of and them. And they cut back to Buzz because he's like, Well, how will we get that key? Cut back to Bo and Woody. Later on, they cut back to him, How will we get that key? And she walks by and puts it in front, <laughs> yeah. of, it in front of him. It's very, it, the, the comedic 
timing and gags worked the very con- well. I'm saying, I mean, do you guys agree? I've never laughed so much at a Toy Story. Uh, movie. I would They're agree. fun movies, I but I, it's hard to get. It's, I'd have to kind of almost between watch them Forky, again. Ducky yeah. and Bunny, Duke Kaboom. I mean, the laughs yeah. are nonstop, and they're they're good. They're, yeah. the, the, the humor. I mean, it's fantastic. So. Anyway, so they end up going up top. They to, do it. They make the yeah. jump. Duke makes the jump. The Woody, crash. The crash. Barely. Sorry, yeah, because clearly. He's, he sees Brajan. He freaks at the out. End he the... freaks out. Like he he gets some speed wobbles and he almost doesn't make it, but he ends up yeah. making it. I just love that Rajan keeps coming back because it pays off even later. Right, too. right. This is for you, Rajan. <laughs> but he sees Rajan's head floating at the end of the right at the end of the cabinet, and he's like, I "Can't do this." And he closes his eyes and starts bumping into the. <laughs> yeah. yeah so he get, he gets over there, and then uh, they were playing hide and seek. And then um, they find <laughs> Forky. Gabby, Gabby goes, Forky, have you ever played hide and seek? No, but it sounds complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, no, it's actually quite simple. Yeah. But I just, I mean, those lines, those are small things, but yeah. they kill all every single one of those right. jokes. It's just amazing. So basically great. what happens is they get double crossed yeah. and they have to get out of there and they get everybody out. Uh, they, they end up leaving Forky behind again. And they get outside, and this is the well, another. Bo takes out Gabby, Gabby, and the dummies, and they end up. You know, Forky ends up, I think, falling to the ground, and the cat gets him. Yeah, that's I, also then, right. I also had one of the dummies. Did oh, you really? One of the, oh I mean, God, it was. It was. Sorry for you. Uh, what was that called? That. Well, it was a Charlie McCarthy, like Edgar Berger. I had the the official Charlie McCarthy ventriloquist dummy. Excuse me. That's that's fancy. My dad was someone had parents that loved them. (laughs) Well, I had a mom who loved me. My dad was like, (laughs) "Not buying my son a doll. (sighs) You get this." I'm like, "But it's a ventriloquist dummy. It's way cooler than a doll." (laughs) Get back on the t-ball. Yeah, (laughs) Thomas. Tom was 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My dad was long gone by then. Oh. So, 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 yeah. So Bo they, is like, we've got to go. we got to get know, out of here. Cut your losses. We have to get out of here. And so Buzz ha- is holding a thread that's attached to Woody when he rode over there. And so Bo uh, takes the hook. And the crook, I think, is the name of the actual sure. thing. She's a crooker. If you oh, say so. <laughs> anyway, call back. But so she's riding back to the other side of the cabin where Buzz is. But then Woody, again, he not thinking of anyone but himself. And again, his intentions are noble. But still, he's only trying to get Forky right. for Bonnie. He doesn't care about putting any of the other toys in danger. And he ends up dropping down to go get Forky, which makes the, the thread that Bo's on fall. She bumps into the cabinet. And then the Billy Goat and Gruff fall and they're like a porcelain thing yeah, and it breaks one of its foot, yeah, hooves off. Foot hooves off, right. And it's like, so Woody is putting all these toys in danger once again, only thinking of himself because even though he's doing this for Bonnie, we find out he's really doing it for himself. Right. He's And Bonnie useless. calls him out. He's useless and, and he's both calls to, him out. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's right, useless right. except for what he thinks the only thing he can do is to make Bonnie happy through Forky and so he puts them in danger. He They don't really directly address it but you see that the sheep is damaged now and it's like, you know, at the end of this thing, Bo calls him out, like you said, and she's just like, "What are you, what are you doing? You're you don't care about us." You're- well, he said, "No toy left behind," and he was like, "What about all of them? Like, what about right. all these other toys that are here that you're willing to put back in yeah. danger?" And then this is where we finally understand what his motivation. He says, "It's all I have left." And another heartbreaking moment where you know, after all these movies, and we've seen him change kids and all this, it's like now he's he's relegated to the closet, right. and he has no. He has no, his kid doesn't want to play with him anymore. He's been through the whole Andy thing. He realizes he's going to do it with Bonnie too. And what is his future? He realizes no matter where he ends up, the kids grow up 
and they're going to leave him behind, you know? And, and I think that's, what's really neat is because this self real realization of what the life cycle for a toy is, but also does it have to be that way? Because by, especially as the, as the movie goer, if like, well, it's fun to get lost in this world of toy story. If you apply any degree of logic to it, you're always like, but it's okay. Even at the end of toy story, you found a new kid for him, right? But that's just it all happens. It's, again. it's temporary. It, yeah, that that's not tragedy averted. It's just tragedy delayed. Correct, so, exactly. because yeah. that kid's going to grow up too. Right. So while You're it's nice that you you've bought him another five or six years, yeah. like there's only so many times you can hand do, down a you toy. Can do this, yeah. So yeah. they never address this. The whole movie is just about getting back to Andy or getting finding a new kid that can use you. But they've never addressed. Does a toy have to have a kid? This is a new territory. And so by the end of the movie, Woody's Woody's arc goes a completely different direction. And I love that they're still it's taking de- on it, new things. Yeah, it's the end of Woody's like, and it, it's the end of Woody's story. Like that's if they, they can go one of two ways with well, these. It's the end of one story and the beginning of another. Well, that's what I'm saying. They can go they can do one of two ways with this. They can go off with Buzz and Jesse and Bullseye and everybody else. Or you can go back and we'll we'll get to it. But Buzz, I mean Woody basically decides we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, but this is where they separate. And, but we find out that Woody's doing all this because he has nothing left. And so they are like, all right, see ya. Like we can't, we can't support this. We're going to go back to, you know, Bonnie, we're going to go back to the carnival and all that. And then, yeah, Woody says, I don't leave toys behind. And he, he goes back into the shop and Buzz is like, you just left a toy behind. Right. And he's, but I do like that. It's, he says it under his breath. Yeah. And it's just like, yep, yeah, well, that's exactly. But it's right. like probably the first time in the series that Buzz is the voice of reason. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah he's always kind of been the the man of action where Woody's kind of had the plan. Where yeah. now it's it's, yeah. it's flipped. You feel sorry for him, and you're right though. But it's like no one's wrong in this case. They both, I mean, they both are doing things for good reasons. They have good intentions, right? But you you can side with both of them. Right. I mean, Woody wants to help Bonnie, and Forky's important. I mean, you see, Woody's not making this up, too. Like, we can't say Woody's delusional. Every time Bonnie loses Forky, she's in tears. Yeah, right? Forky is the most important thing to her. Woody's 100% right. Oh, he absolutely gets it. Yeah. Buzz, on the other hand, is also right in both Pete because it's like, well, look, you're getting people hurt. You're putting them in danger. You're going to get us all lost from Bonnie and, and our kids or whatever. You know, it's they're both making good points. Right. Um, but so he goes back into the shop and this is where he's confronted by Gabby Gabby. Right. He says, I knew you'd be back. And he's and she she gives this heartbreaking story about how she's never had that moment and, and says you know something along the lines of. That must be wonderful. I would give anything for just one moment like that to have a kid. That well, you know, yeah. In that moment, Woody decides he's like, you know what? Just give me Forky. You give me Forky. You can have the voice yeah. box. And I love that it goes in this really like it cuts to black. Yeah. And then we go back to the other toys for a while. But when they wake up, it's like waking up on an operating table. Yeah. You see the dummy with a sewing machine and it, and it stops moving and it's really ominous. It's just a really cool. There are a lot of cool shots yeah. in this movie. But the way he wakes up and then you're like, oh, my God, what did they do? Because at this point, we're like, did Woody sacrifice himself? We don't know when he right. gives himself over. Right. But he stitches them up very nicely. Woody just doesn't have a he voice box. He doesn't have a pull string anymore. Doesn't need. And so Gabby and does. And she pulls it and it sounds it great. It sounds great. So she goes onto the shelf and she kind of. Uh, maneuvers herself yeah. to where the, the granddaughter's the granddaughter back. sees her, and this and is she a, this, pulls the this string. Was, this is the gut punch, oh. like where so the, the she picks up Gabby and she pulls the string and she's like, "Oh, Grandma, I found this old toy." And well, she, she was, has a moment and she's looking. There's a at minute. It, there's a moment. It's like, where it's like this is it. Like this is everything yeah. you've wanted, and everything's gonna work out. Everything's great. And she just tosses Gabby aside. She's like, like "Nah." Grandma goes, "Oh, do you want her?" And she's like, "No," nah. and, and tosses her to the side. Like, oh my god! And and 
Gabby isn't even reanimated yet. She just looks like a doll. Right. But you see her with her just toy face for a second, right. thrown in that milk crate, looking up, and then I think her face kicks in of this like terror. Got and Woody and Forky are watching this, right? And like, oh my god! And and so uh, they sneak off into Bonnie's backpack, which she left earlier. Bonnie takes because they know the 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 running gag is like Bonnie always leaves, never yeah. fails, leaves something behind every Goes single time, and she comes back to get the backpack. So they're leaving, and Woody's looking out the window. <laughs> this at is that actually milk the scene crate. that I like. So they're on the RV. The RV is leaving. Like they're leaving behind. Buzz is back on the on the RV. And he's trying to like pushing the buttons on his chest, and he's trying to figure out like what to do, yeah. and nothing is working. So as the like the dad's like, "Will you turn that toy off?" Like, good lord! And as she's throwing him in the cabinet, he was like, "Bonnie's backpack." Yeah. And then of course, but he Bonnie- says it like a Buzz Lightyear <laughs> yeah. command. Yeah, right. But he says, "Your backpack's back in the antique store." Like, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and that then they, Bonnie snaps into like, it. No one pays really any attention, right, but right, Bonnie right. hears that. Yes, and then I did enjoy that a lot. And the running and- gag of of trying to put Dad in jail. Yeah. By the unit. Oh my god, that was great. That's the guy from the Goldbergs. What's oh, uh, the main Jeff, guy? Uh, yeah, Jeff. Uh, I know it's escaping me, but he's he's was, great. He's like, well, if we just try to get try, to get, Garland, try yeah. to get the dad arrested, and everyone's yeah. like, that's not gonna work. And then at the end of this movie, the dad is about You're, to get arrested. I mean, yeah. he was that, just like, that, I knew that, it. That payoff. <laughs> oh, dad's so totally going <laughs> yeah. to get arrested. That that payoff's fantastic. But yeah, so Woody ends up again jumping out. And he t- well, this I, is the first time we've seen them interact with the world, right? Yeah, kinda. Like, or interact with people. They interacted with Sid in the first one. Okay, that's true. They yeah. they but that was, But I mean that was directly I mean they even yeah. came to life in front yeah. of Sid. Yeah. Like so but it's very rare. Yeah. And 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 in this case they couldn't even see him, so it was like yeah. but so <laughs> what is something wrong? But with they the certainly GPS? have never done it to adults. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're uh, they're running around like Sid's dad. Like that's in, in Toy Story one. Like Sid's dad's sitting on like a, a chair in front of the TV when they're trying to get away from the dog. But you never see. That. I mean, but not interacting. No, yeah, absolutely yeah, not. Right. Yeah, yeah. They do sneaky stuff all the time. Right. But so Woody sees this, and and again, uh, kind of like when he leaves the RV to go get Forky, he tells Forky, he's like, "You need to get back to Buzz and tell him to meet me at the merry-go-round." Right. And Forky says. What's a merry-go-round? He goes, oh, this round thing with horses. <laughs> like, this oh, was a, a carousel. Yeah. And but the look, <laughs> he would, I, the look on Buzz's face where he goes, yeah, the carousel. No, did you say that? Forky. Yeah. Why didn't you just say that? Forky rules. Every line that comes out of that. Yeah, he forks, was very funny. That spork's mouth. I'm telling you, he is one of the best characters. And I keep like, I'm like, I love Duke Kaboom. I love Ducky and Bunny. But I love Forky. Like, when I try to pick a best character, Forky, I'm yeah. like. Forky, I asked Bella. And I was like, who was your favorite? And she was like, Forky. To me, Forky it's like, but it's favorite. like a three-way tie between. And I put Ducky and Bunny in one group. Like yeah. I just, I feel like I, I feel like I like Ducky and Bunny more only because I like Key and Peele. And Peele right? Like that, and I do too. But then I'm like, but Duke Kaboom Duke is Kaboom so was great. good. Duke, so Duke Kaboom I was can't great. choose three-way tie. But um, but anyway, so, so this is where Woody steps in. Like he he goes back into Woody mode where he he looks at Bonnie or not Bonnie, but Gabby, and he's just like, look, I get it, man. Like this sucks, and I'm so sorry. But, but he says there's a girl. Uh, there's a girl out there I named get, Bonnie. I can get you a kid. Yeah. And if you come with us, he sounds like a drug dealer. He really does. Like I, I gotta. I, 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 I give you a taste, but then you gotta pay for it. But it's such an emotional. I mean, it is. And this he, movie is full of gut punches. And there, I think and there the, are, the one that got me is the one we're coming up to. Like this is the. I don't know why this one. Oh, the ending absolutely. The ending crushes. doesn't. No, the other. I was well, fine with the ending well, because it's. But I mean, like well, the the lost kid 
is where I oh, was just like, like that, that one kicked me right that in the one's, dick. Like, that, that one is, one. I know, because Katie was next to me, you know, and she hadn't seen it yet at this point, and she starts, she's like, oh my God, I'm crying. Yeah. This movie. But I'm telling you, when you go see this movie a second time, even if it didn't hit you the first time, the goodbye scene, the second time, what you know what's going to happen is so perfect yeah. and so amazing. It really is. But but so anyway, yeah, he takes Gabby, and, and they have to figure out how they're going to get back. They're getting, yeah, they're getting to the carousel. To the they, carousel. Get, they get out. Everybody's okay. Bonnie, everybody's there. And then you've got Bo who comes back, like Bo is uh, the the skunk is under the merry-go-round, and Bo has a realization. Yeah, they're gonna like, leave, and she's like, uh, uh, Ducky and Bunny are like, can you believe that toy putting everyone in front of himself and only caring about blah blah? blah. And then and Bo takes like, a turn. Ah, she's like, shite. isn't that isn't that amazing? Yeah, and like she totally turns. Right. She's like, we're going back. So they go back and they get them there, and they're about to ju- like they're gonna come jump down, and we see this little girl, and she's ball like I mean. Like to the voice actress's credit, like destroys this scene yeah. where she is lost, and Woody's just like, she needs a friend, yeah. she needs help. So he kind of talks Gabby into doing it. He kind of like this he's is like, your chance. And, right? he, yeah. and the, her and and Bo are, are Woody and Bo are kind of coaching her, where they're like, do you want to put just a go little, light, a little bit, a little bit into the light, and then you pull the, you know, you'll be all right. And then Ducky and Bunny go, winner, winner, chicken dinner, yeah. and they throw a baseball so the girl notices the right. ball and goes up, and that just. Are you lost too? And then they oh, they yeah. find each other, oh, yeah. and it works. Yeah. Like it, it that was that was the one that got me. I was yeah. like, yeah, Christ. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's so I'm telling you, there's four or five moments. They're all organic. They don't feel for, contrived or forced. Like they're just really nice moments. Yeah, the the, the Bonnie will be fine. Line was good. That, that I'm was telling yeah, you. The that second was, time that kills. Well, I when, think at first I think the so anyway they because at first you're like what 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 the hell are they doing? Like at first you're shocked yeah. with what they're doing. Well, they they get everybody together. They've got. You know, I, mean, every- I don't mean to say you can't go into it. I just mean I'm just telling you guys yeah. personally. Like the first time, you're so confused at what's going on, and you have no idea how this is going to end. This is where I thought it was. But when he go. delivers that line, and you see it a second time, yeah. oh my god! I like was like gasping for air. I knew what was going to happen, <laughs> and that she'll be so fine. The, line, yeah, so I was yeah. like, oh, and I'm like, they, why can't I breathe right now? <laughs> they they kick out the canopy like they, the they get the the, the RV oh. to the to the Ferris Forky, wheel. We've got a job for you. <laughs> but meanwhile, the the uh, the GPS thing, you yes. know, we brushed you over the that gal that's, that's They've got to get them back to the to the carnival, yeah. and so the, the, the Triceratops is is under the dashboard <laughs> and acting like the GPS. Turn right, go right again, like saying commands that are <laughs> yeah. totally not. But take another right. Does that does that GPS sound different to you? And She's then like, and no. then there's like an exit, and she yells, "Turn right now!" And yeah, then he like the swerves, and so anyway, they, they, they get back, but it starts driving erratically, and eventually picks up a right. tail, <laughs> and all. All of a sudden, eventually, when it cuts to the carnival, there's like five cop cars. In right, line. right. So they, they they kick out the canopy, and everybody's jumping across. And Bo's just kind of like, "All right, we'll see ya." And then Buzz has a moment. You think that Woody's going to leave Bo after they just got right. back together? It's right. a really sweet moment. They look at each other, and and, and he's and like, "Buzz kind of says like he looks at Buzz, and Buzz goes, she 'She'll be fine.'" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know." He goes, "No, Bonnie, 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 Bonnie will, be, will be, be fine." Oh my and it was god. Like, and I looked at uh, when they as the canopy came up. I looked at Bell and I was like, "Woody's staying behind." Yeah. And she goes, "No, he's not." And I was like, "I'll bet you twenty bucks that Woody stays behind." <laughs> and she was like, 
okay, but I don't have to pay you 20 bucks. And I was like, fine. <laughs> but so, yeah, that but line, yeah, so then, I'm telling you, that line, I don't know what, that just it was a, wrecked it's, me. And that's a brilliant line because- It is. It's, she'll I be mean, fine. She'll be fine. No, and, and, Bonnie and, and will be fine. And to Tim Allen's credit, who I'm not a huge Tim Allen fan. I, I, Nobody I is. Tom Hanks a lot better <laughs> as a person. But to his credit, you know, he's an actor. He's done a lot of stuff. And, and he he's knows, Buzz. He, he knows how buzz. to deliver these lines. Yeah. yeah. And it's that, I mean, that line read a different way would not be as effective. Absolutely. But yeah. the, when he goes, Bonnie- will be fine like the way he delivers that yeah and the look on both their faces oh my gosh and 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 they have this touching goodbye where i mean woody says goodbye to everybody all yeah. the toys that well he, he says he only says goodbye to his toys he doesn't really say goodbye to the newer toys he sure. says goodbye to like well, slinky dog you know what i mean like yeah. he says the, goodbye to the ones that yes yes you know to rex to ham to potato head right all the ones that are up on the canopy it's a really touching moment and 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 that moment between him and buzz is the most important and they nailed it it's weird. you know you it's, have to say goodbye to buzz in right. that way it's interesting because you never really see them physically touch you know what i mean like if you, bonnie and or not bonnie but Bo and woody have kind of done this dance where they don't touch each other like they don't embrace Which one, buzz and woody no well bu- any of them like if you look at those like the the hug the toys don't hug like I was noticing that throughout all of these movies, there's like they may have slap, slap hands, but oh. there's no like hugging. yeah they don't and yeah they they, don't. they say, I, I don't know if they saved it or if they knew that like this is probably but in our this last moment one. all the toys kind of bombard Woody yes. and surround. Well, you him get and... that one between Woody and Buzz initially. Well, yeah, they like shake hands and embrace. Right, and then you get the one between Bo and Woody, mm. where it's like the first it's the and... first time you ever see them interact physically with each other and i thought that was well, even she she hooks him in the second movie but she, she pulls him forward and kisses him i mean she does yes yeah she kisses oh, him in the second that. movie so okay. toys do interact more like but but the goodbye was perfect it was sweet i couldn't have wanted some people i haven't seen many but some people are like they don't like how exactly how it ended and i think after no, especially watching exactly a second time this ended. is a perfect it's ending a perfect i could ending. not have asked for a better ending and I honestly like this better than Toy Story 3's ending. I just I mean I, if if you want a version where Woody has a chance of quote unquote living a full life. Yeah. This is yeah. really this is the not only what you option. want as a as a viewer, you can be selfish and say and be mad and I guess their issue is oh they're separating Woody and Buzz and the toys. Yeah. You're ser- separating the crew we follow for 24 years. But this isn't about you and your selfish reasons. No, it's yeah. a story. This is about Woody and this whole movie you've seen Woody has no purpose and he's lived out his his life and and he's repeating this cycle. If you want Woody to be happy, he stays with Bo Peep and he's a free toy. Yeah. And it's like, this is so perfect for that character. And that's why I think this arc of Woody from one to four is incredible. It's changed and evolved. And I just think this ending is perfect. I love where this, we should say that he gave Jesse his badge. Yep. He pins it on Jesse, which was your sheriff foreshadowed earlier. Bullseye comes up and tackles him. And it's just a nice moment where he has this closure with the toys. And what I also like is not only is this perfect moment and it pays off for the Woody character, but now you have two different sets of adventures right. you could go on. You have Bonnie and the toys with Buzz Lightyear and crew, and you have Woody and Bo Peep's wild adventures. And I, I think you'll, I don't know that they'll make another Toy Story, but I think you'll see shorts. Short adventures like the Halloween that'd be pretty, special. That'd be yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That'd be the way and to do I it. And I like that. And that means you only have to get Tim Allen or Tom Hanks. Right. So it's yeah. easier to make those adventures. Which yeah. is and I'm sure Annie Potts doesn't come expensive what's that any pops well, any pops around a while peep, but she's so. not making but she's not Tim that's what i'm saying, no, I'm saying she does yeah. not oh, yeah. she's not expensive yeah yeah so so yeah we get a, a just a couple you know we get duke kaboom doing some stuff in the after credit sequence but you get uh jesse coming back from first grade you know i just realized are the aliens in this movie no 
You never see the aliens. Yeah, I don't think you do see them. I, I, yeah, I, I don't recall seeing them. I don't, maybe, I don't know if they're in the, like the very beginning and then they leave for the trip and you I don't. don't but I don't recall the aliens. I love the aliens. Yeah. And I just... Um, yeah, so Jesse's like, he made a new friend. She, Bonnie oh, made a new yeah. friend. like, oh, great. And she's like, nope. Nope. Made a new friend. And, and you know, then plays this comes, like... Kenny G style, yeah. you know, music. Here, come, here comes knifey, like freeze frame, <laughs> and yeah, and it's a it's a knife that's dressed up with a, right. a wig or and of you know, hair. And Sporky's like, she's the most beautiful yeah. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and this interaction again, where she's like trash, and, and 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 you know, and Tony Hale's like, no toys, we're all toys, <laughs> and she says, why am I alive? <laughs> and he's like. Because at first he goes, I'll explain everything. It will all make sense. Why am I alive? And he goes. I don't know. <laughs> and it cuts to black. It's just so amazing. But then the uh, the the nice little nod to Combat Carl is the Arctic Combat. But there's so five. They, they there's do the, five post credits. Yeah, they do the, the Pixar logo where Duke Kaboom becomes the the new lamp, yeah. and then he gives. Combat but we gotta Carl talk about all the other five. ones too. All right. I mean, so the the there's it basically shows where all these toys are ending up. I think the one that you at least have to mention is the Ducky and Bunny yeah. at the carnival. So you see that uh Bo and Woody and Ducky and Bunny are freeing all the toys. That whole stand of the water pistol game is being emptied because the the they're carney rig- is, they're rigging the they're rigging right, people right. can win. And the carney turns around and realizes that they're all gone and then he and then uh the the final or the fourth one before the post credits one is he sees Ducky and Bunny and they Start, start shooting growing. at him with lasers uh bunny has laser eyes ducky breathes fire <laughs> yeah. and they're shooting at him and then they grow into like godzilla proportions yeah, right 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 and at the end of that they cut back and they're basically telling a story to duke kaboom <laughs> and and then they all walk away like yeah or we could just go free some more toys and they all walk away but duke and duke said can you really shoot lasers <laughs> out of your eyes it's, it's fantastic and then yeah, and then so the the Pixar logo with the lamp is you know where it jumps on the eye. This time it's Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom comes in and jumps on the eye, does some poses. Little Arctic Combat Carl comes out. The guy who missed the high five earlier kind of puts his hand up, and then Duke Kaboom. You don't think he's gonna do it, and then at the last second he gives him the high five, and he like waddles off. That's away. great that that pays off. Yeah, because yeah. that third Combat Carl waits for a high five twice. He yeah. waits for it from Woody when they gives the other two five, and then when he walks away, he waits for it. So, right, and then you think you'll never see him again. Yeah, and there he is. That's yeah. Cute. This is. I mean, again, Pixar knows what they're doing. But and they get yeah. they, they hired the right people and. Yeah, this is a masterpiece. I I don't know how they did it, especially after three, yeah. because it was good. But I mean, the adventure they went on, I think, is the most fun. I, I it's just a funnier movie. There's no lulls in it, uh, and it packs that emotional punch that they're known for, and it hits every time on both the jokes and the emotional stuff. Like yeah. this movie's wonderful, and uh, you know, never a more gorgeous movie out of no. Pixar. This is this is. I mean, if this is what we have to, obviously, we got a trailer. I got a trailer for Frozen two. Uh, which this, is Disney, which is, but I mean, it's it, at this point, the animation is almost identical, but Disney yeah. had started looking better. Like Disney right. was stepping their game up. And now I feel like Pixar's back to catching yes. up where they used to be. Like, right. Right. Know. And now, and they have caught up. Frozen I think. looks photorealistic too, when she's on that beach with that Oof. water or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, Disney's not slowing down there. No. I think we've got a full from here on out. I think we're getting at least one Disney movie a month. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I'm what was crazy right. is I realize Endgame ends. It's still in theaters. They're going to add extra footage or whatever. Meanwhile, Spider-Man's out next week. Yep. Yeah. Lion Two King's weeks. out the month after that. 
Then Star you've got Wars, Frozen. Frozen. Star Wars at the end of the year. The new Pixar monster movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? It, it, Disney's insane. just like, we're just going to flood the market. Plus which, all this, sometimes it's not a good thing. Plus all this Fox stuff that they now release under the Disney banner. That motorcycle riding thing with the dog and Milo Ventimiglia oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The art of whatever. I was like, that's a Disney movie. Like, it's under Disney. They're distributing it because huh. it's Fox. Like, it's it's just insane to realize a lot. how much yeah. Disney has coming out. Yeah. So. yeah, so there it is. Cool. I guess that's it for this one. Let's uh, go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can uh, find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Or, of course, check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So uh, that's it for this one. Coming up next week, Spider-Man Far oh, from home. Isn't that next two week? weeks? Is that Mid- two weeks? Midsummer is next week. Is that the big Annabelle? Movie? Oh, Annabelle. Yeah, is next week. Annabelle. Oh, the I big thought one. there. Uh, God, there's a screening of Spider Man this week. I thought is there? there could be, might be, but Midsummer uh, and Spider Man are the next. The following. Oh, okay. Movie, yeah. Then never mind. I don't know what next. I guess <laughs> there. It's Annabelle. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it for this. Or one. Anna, as some people call her. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it for this one. Until next time, uh, Alan uses the power lines to create an EMP. I can't live. I can't let you, I can't let you throw yourself away. I can't let you, I can't let you, I can't let you throw yourself away. Don't you want to see the sun come up each morning? Don't you want to see the sun go down each day? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.